Boom. Boom. What up, ladies and gents? We get to talk about my favorite topic, sales and marketing on my favorite day of the week, SHIT. So, so happy, happy it's Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. <laughs> oh, fire time. Yes, it is fire time. So all you business pros, before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review. Help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We will sincerely appreciate every single one of you for that. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz slash guest to schedule your time slot. Don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right. And remember what it was. It was ladies and gentle thems. We're still <laughs> another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. Our guest today knows how overwhelming marketing can be for small businesses, and he is an expert at simplifying it so that they can grow with less stress. With over 20 years of entrepreneurial experience, he grew his own wholesale distribu distribution company by 60% year over year for nine years. His efforts led to a profitable acquisition of that company in 2005, and now he's teaching other business owners how to do the same. Our guests' clients often feel like they've tried everything and failed, and his mission is to help you avoid making common marketing mistakes so that you can break through your marketing roadblocks and get more clients. Joining us today from Rialto Marketing out of Denver, Colorado, welcome to the show, Tim Fitzpatrick! <laughs> All right, I'm having fun already. Oh, dude. <laughs> and, that, and that's just the beginning. We're going to try something a little bit different to get to you right off the bat. So okay. we're going to do what, uh, what most people would call a lightning round here. I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Just answer whichever one you like. All right? So here we go. James, we're going to hit 30 seconds on the clock. You ready? And yep. then you got to let me know when it times up. All right? So ready? Three, two, one, go. All right, best way to eat eggs? Fried. Favorite superhero? Wolverine. Nice. Cabin uh, cabin by the lake or beach house in the city? Cabin by the lake. Best carnival or fair food? Oh, that, uh, the, uh, the, the pink popcorn block. <laughs> Lord <laughs> of the Rings or Game of Thrones? Uh, what was that? Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones? Uh, Lord of the Rings. Coffee or tea? Tea. Popeyes Time. or Church's Chicken? Uh, what do you think? Popeyes, Popeyes or Church's Chicken? Uh, Popeyes. <laughs> <laughs> Have a little fun. Have a little fun. Wait, wait. Uh, so the fair food, that was like a, a, a pink. What is it? You know, have you guys ever had that? It was like, you know. I've had fried Oreos and. It looks like a thin block of cheese, like cheddar cheese. But it's it's popcorn and it's pink. They like put some dye in it, and you know you just bite it off and eat it. 
Oh man, everything that we shouldn't be eating, we eat at the fair, right? <laughs> Those things probably last for years and you can still open it and eat it. So it's probably not that good for you. It, it probably lasts years in your stomach. That's what's going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is this right. what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dude, look at that, James. He pulled it right up. That's it. Oh. That is exactly what I'm talking about. Never actually about. had this before. Mm -mm. I'm gonna have to check it out. I'll oh, eat it one time. year. We'll... Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be yep. something new. If the so, world is spinning again this summer. Yes. If the world yes. is spinning again. All right, let's let's get into our favorite topic. Look, I love talking sales and marketing mainly because I've spent so many years as an entrepreneur trying to figure it out, right? If we can solve this one piece, which is closing the sale, oftentimes that revenue solves a lot of other problems. We can use that to hire more people. We can use that to buy more uh, more uh, equipment that we need, or it becomes the capital for whatever it is that you need to do. You've been dealing with a lot of entrepreneurs that kind of struggle with this. What do you see in this space and how are you helping them get there? Yeah, I think the... The biggest issue that I see is that people, they skip the marketing fundamentals. You know, the fundamentals in any discipline, they don't change. They're the same, you know, so stepping up to the plate and hitting a baseball, the fundamentals of that were the same 50 years ago as they are today. 60% of the time, it works every time. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so you've got, you know, the marketing fundamentals, they're not cool. They're not sexy. Most people don't talk about them, you know, or they don't know about them. They skip them because, you know, it's much funner to, to you know, more fun to talk about TikTok or Clubhouse or the whatever latest, greatest tactic there is. But the fundamentals lay the foundation for your marketing success. So if you skip them, it's like building a house without a foundation. It's just not going to work long term. I hope you're in short. Oh, I think it's going to crash and burn. So That's it. let's talk about some of these fundamentals, right? I mean, I love that you went to sports right away because really it reminds me of baseball practice, right? Everybody loves the game, but you don't realize that in practice, it's like a hundred ground balls in a day or, you know, you're throwing right. the ball to first base over and over or you're turning second, like, you know, your shortstop and second baseman are tossing the ball to each other like a hundred in one day but that way when you do perform it's second nature so what are some of yes. these fundamentals that entrepreneurs need to practice because that's really what it comes down to it's, a, it's still a skill that you need to uh, develop it doesn't come naturally right. so what are some of the fundamentals they could be working on i i call the marketing fundamentals the marketing strategy trilogy okay so one is you have to know who your target market is you know, who are you, who are you going to serve and how are you going to serve those people? Once you know who your target market is and who your ideal clients are, then the second part is you need to create clear, engaging messaging for that target market. You know, what you, what you say, you know, how you communicate the value that you provide is critical. If you don't do that well, you're never going to convert leads. And the third is you got to have a plan. Most people don't have a marketing plan. They're throwing spaghetti up against a wall, hoping that it sticks. And inevitably some stuff might stick, but they just don't have long-term success. They don't know why certain things fail or why certain things work. You have to have those three things. Then you can start to get more tactical, you know, put together your website or get on your social media or create a podcast. All of those things are more tactical elements, but you can't do those well 
without having the fundamentals in place first. So let's talk about finding that ideal customer, right? Like who is my blue ocean that we're looking for? Because there's, yeah. you know, oftentimes you start this entrepreneurial space and the reason you do it is because, you know what? I've been working at this job for a long time. I can be the, I'm a way better plumber than the stupid owner who owns this company. I can go <laughs> do it on my own, right? And so we go out and we venture into this entrepreneurial space almost on accident sometimes. And we think that the tactical skill of doing the work is naturally, you know, I'm on my own. I got my professional license. I'm a realtor. I'm an insurance agent. I'm a plumber. The world is going to come to me. And when you ask an entrepreneur who your target market is, it's anybody with a toilet, anybody who wants to buy a house. How do we narrow that down? Yeah. um, That's a great question because it's initially when a lot of us get into business is exactly what you said, Hernan. It's like, okay, do you have a heartbeat? You're breathing. You have money to pay me. Okay, cool. And inevitably what happens is we start working with people and we get done with a job and, or, you know, a project or whatever it may be. And we're like, oh my God, I don't want to do that again. You know, what, what went wrong there? Those were, that was not a good client for me. And so the easiest place I find for most businesses to start is looking at their existing or their past client base and asking themselves three questions. Okay. The first question is, who do I, who do we enjoy working for? You know, so out of your past clients or your current clients, who do you love working with the most? Why be in business and work with people that make your life a nightmare? I mean, there's no point to that. So look at that first. The second thing is who are your most profitable clients? We have to make money if we want to stay in business. Okay. And then three, who do we do our best work for? If your ideal client, if, if you can find those ideal clients that you love working with, that you do that you do your best work for that are profitable, your business is naturally going to grow. You're going to get more referrals because you're doing great work for people. They love it. They're going to do repeat business. You're going to be making money because they're profitable and you're going to love it because you like working with those people. Start there. And then that group of people that you can answer positively to those three questions, that's where you start to dig in and look at the demographics and the psychographics And when you do that, inevitably, one to three ideal client groups comes from that larger group. And now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. That's right. Rock is down. So, you know, it's when you look at the demographics, it's, you know, the numbers, age range, you know, do they live in certain areas? Do they live in, you know, certain... Is their house, you know, 500 to a million dollars, right? If it's B2B, they might be in certain industries, uh, have certain positions, those types of things. Well, let's cover on that because because what what you're saying here essentially, right? And and I hope entrepreneurs can hear this. If, If you have a book of business and you wake up in the morning and you're going out to do some work and you're hating it, you're like, oh, I don't want to deal with this customer, right? Oftentimes we're looking at the customer as the problem. But really, you need to look in the mirror. What you're describing here is if you're attracting the wrong customer, you need to change your messaging, right? Yes. In other words, what you're saying right now, what you're doing, what your marketing piece is 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 going after is the wrong client because you haven't really fine-tuned that, that aspect of it. So looking into your own book of business and thinking about who it is that you like to do business with, I think this is, the, this is where the differentiation happens. And you see entrepreneurs that are happy every single day. They love going to work. There's no such thing as a Monday for these guys or a Friday, right? They love doing what they're doing because they're hanging out with their friends, 
their clients become their friends. And it's not, it's not by accident that that's happening. The way you're describing it here is they're intentional. They're literally skills I've acquired over a very long career. Liam has it right. Exactly. Right. So you've identified that I want to work with these kind of people. And so now that you've identified the type of person, now we can start looking at some of the details of this person. This is where you're talking about the demographics and and all these other things, right? So once we've identified this person, are we supposed to look at some of the characteristics of this person? Are we supposed to look at something, uh, you know, numbers wise, like income wise? What are we looking for once we identify that client? Yeah, it could be, right? It just depends on the business that you're you're in and who who you're serving. But, you know, I mean, look, in demographics, you can you can go into the weeds. I mean, look, I was a math major. I can get all over into the numbers. But I think if you dig too deep, you can just overcomplicate it. You want to have enough information so that you can start to identify where those people are. Where are they online? Where are they offline? Because when you can start to identify where they are, now you know where you need to be to put the right message in front of those people. So you can dig super deep or you can keep it fairly surface level, but you need to have enough information so that you can figure out where they're, where they are. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. So let's move into your second spot. So that was the first uh, fundamental that we're talking about. I really identifying who that customer is. So let's, let's assume we we've taken the time to do that because it is going to take time. Yes. Right. Every entrepreneur, you know, they're so focused on the activity, right? The actual unclogging of the toilet or the invoicing right. part. They're focusing on the technical aspect of the business. But this is gonna make this is really gonna drastically change what you're doing because you want to be able to speak to the right person. Because then you're gonna get up and do those things every single day and you're gonna enjoy it. So let's assume we've taken the time to really identify who our target uh, our customer is, right? We've identified that based on people we've already worked with. This is still a data. You're still looking at the data here at at your customer data, right? So you've identified your person. You started to look at the demographics. You have this ideal avatar. How do we start to create a message or what's it? What's the next step? I should say for you, what's the next step step so that we can, you know, really start speaking to them. Yep. So once you know who you're trying to attract and what you really want to do is, you know, who you're going to want to attract. Now, what you want to do is get into the conversation that they're having in their head. You want when you put out a message, you want them to say, "Oh my God, was was Hernan to like sitting at that meeting we had la- last week? You know, or was he sitting there when I was thinking about that problem I had in my head last night?" That's what you want them to say. And the what we use we use a we use a, f- a storytelling framework to create messaging. Okay, I did not create this. It was popularized by a company called StoryBrand by Donald Miller. Donald Miller. I, it just, when this was introduced to me, it just clicked. It made perfect sense to me because what he says is, look, you've got to take this framework where you can invite your customer into a story where they are the hero and your business is the guide. And when you do that, you have this framework that you're not recreating messaging. Every time you need to create a marketing message, whether it's an email or something on social or what we're doing right now, Okay, you go back to the framework and you just pull bits and pieces and that allows you to create clear, consistent messaging over time that's going to engage that target market. But you can't even create that messaging until you understand your target market, which is why that target market is so important. But so if you want, I mean, if we if we have time, I can run through the framework real quick. If you yeah, want. let's do it. Let's do it. So think about most movies. There's a main character or a hero. 
they have a problem, they meet a guide that gives them a plan, calls them to action so they avoid failure and they reach success. So let's think about uh, one of my favorite movies is the original Point Break. Don't fault me, guys, okay? <laughs> uh, so Keanu Reeves, right? He's a green FBI agent. Problem, band of bank robbers called the ex-presidents that are robbing banks in Southern California. The guide is his partner, Gary Busey, who's been there, done that. He's been an FBI agent for tens of years, right? His plan is... Keone, I think that the ex-presidents are surfers. You need to learn how to surf so that you can meet these guys and get to know them and infiltrate this group of guys. So the call to action is I'm going to go learn how to surf so that hopefully we avoid failure, the ex-presidents get away, and we reach success, we catch them, and they get locked up, okay? So we just take that same framework and we put it in our customers' perspective, so our customers, what, what do they want as it relates to what we do? What's the problem that they have that we can uniquely solve? How can we position ourselves as the guide? We position ourselves as a guide by showing credibility and authority, you know, testimonials, certifications, those types of things. And guides have empathy. We understand exactly what it's like to be in your shoes because we've been there. So we need to put empathetic statements in our marketing. Then we just we need to tell them what what it looks like. What's the plan? What what steps am I going to lead you through to get you from where you are to where you want to be? And then I have to call you to action. And then I've got to paint the picture of what's failure look like. If you don't work with us, what what issues or roadblocks are you going to continue to to run in up against? And what does success look like? We have to paint the picture of what success looks like. So we. We talk about the benefits and the results that they're going to experience and how that's going to change their life. That's, and then you just, every time you need to create a message, you go back to the framework. That framework is super powerful. Donald Miller's book, by the way, Story Brand, is a, it's yes. a great book. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you another one, and I don't know if you read this one, uh, and I forgot the author's name, but it's called A Hero's Two Journeys. And uh, okay. the authors are, are guys that basically when Hollywood has a script and it's ready to, to, to go to that next level, they send it to these guys. Okay. And these guys read through the script. And they talk about you know, the same thing, opening story loops, closing story loops. Yep. But you know, in this hero's two journeys, there's, there's two journeys that, that every hero that you're talking about is going on. Every, everybody's going through the same thing. One of them is a physical journey. So like Keanu Reeves, you're talking about, he's literally right. going to the beach. He's going out in the water. He's literally going out this journey and doing those things but the other one is the introspective journey yes right? this is the this transformation is the, the transformation that's going yep. on where he's green and he's a young fbi agent he's building a name for himself and where he was at the beginning of the story and who he becomes to help solve the case or in this case you know i don't want to you guys are gonna be spoilers or anything but you know what, what ends up <laughs> happening at the end of the movie he's he, he whether or not that person achieves the goal that they wanted to achieve They've become a different person at that yes. point. And you have to kind of model both things when you're talking about your story here, right? On the one yeah. hand is you're about to go on a journey. Let's talk about, you know, what, what I help people do all the time. Same, same issue that, that you're helping people is look, you have zero brand out there. You have no, nobody knows who you are. You're invisible right now. So let's get you on that journey, right? Let's start creating that content for you. Let's start creating that brand for you. It takes one step at a time. But at, you know, when, when people work with us, we not only develop their brand, we help them become 
the marketer that they need to become, right? They yeah. need to have that confidence to stand in front of the camera, to say something behind the microphone, to not worry about, you know, when should I post? What should I say? And that comes with those practicing those those fundamentals that you're talking about. Have I surrender to your will? Exactly, Jim. That's what I'm talking about, right? It's, it's going back to those, to that story, the framework that you're talking about each and every time. And not every story that you come up with is going to be the next viral story, but you get better with it every single time. Yep. So let me ask you what, so we went into, you know, the messaging. Let's go into that third part. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a plan, right? So most businesses either don't have a plan or they overcomplicate it. You know, like a year ago, a, a year ago from a year ago, if you would have spent a bunch of money on a 20 page marketing plan in March, you would have burned it. Right. At least most of us would have because this pandemic hit. We had no idea what was going on. And frankly, the 20 page plan is just oh, it, it's too complicated. It goes in a desk drawer. We need to keep things simple. So I love using a 90-day marketing plan. It's long enough to start seeing whether what you're doing is making an impact, but it's short enough where we can analyze what's happening, make course corrections, and then just wash, rinse, and repeat. Okay, so this plan I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk you through is if you write a lot, maybe it's two pages or three pages, but you can do this on one page. Okay, there's six steps. One is your target market. Just put in your one to three ideal client types, the, a summary of them, because you got to keep that top of mind. Two, what's your marketing goal for the next 90 days? Needs to be specific and needs to be measurable. So I want to, I intend to bring on five new clients in the next 90 days. Okay. Something like that. Third is you have to understand what your marketing budget and your resources are. Because that's going to determine how much you can actually choose to take on with your plan. If it's just, if you have no money, you know, you got $50 a month and you got eight hours a week of your own time. Okay, well, that's fine. That, at least you know what you have to work with. Okay, but you have to know how much you have to invest and how, mon- how much time you have, whether it's your time or staff time to invest in your marketing. The fourth step is you have to understand what your current marketing plan is. And when I say that, I know you may not have a plan. That's okay. All we're doing in this step is trying to identify and understand where we're starting from. It's no different than my GPS. My GPS cannot tell me how to get to the airport until I tell it where I'm starting from. So in this fourth step, we look at, I, I look at eight main marketing channels, Okay. One is your strategy or those fundamentals, your target market and your messaging. If you don't have that dialed in, you got to do that first. Then you've got your website. You have content marketing with you know blogs, videos, podcasts, whatever it may be. You have search engine optimization, right? Which is helping you show up in search results. Social media marketing. You have email marketing, paid advertising. So Google ads or Facebook ads, and then offline marketing direct mail, networking, you know, in-person speaking, things like that. All I want you to do in this fourth step is just write down what you have done and what you continue to do in your marketing. In the fifth step, now you're going to look at those eight channels and you're going to outline what you're going to focus on in the next 90 days. Okay. If depending on what you, you know, how much resources you have, you may only Focus on your website for the next 90 days. That's okay. 
but at least you know what your marching orders are and what you're going to focus on so that tomorrow when some guru says you need to be on clubhouse, you can go, ah, you know, it's not, that's not in my plan, right? You, your plan is eliminating that distraction. Now, just because somebody says you should do that doesn't mean that you're not ever going to do it. Put it on a list and you can come back to it. But what you're going to focus on in the next 90 days is what is in your plan. And then the sixth step is what metrics am I going to track? Keep this high level. Okay. Uh, look, the most important numbers, as far as I'm concerned with your marketing is how many leads are you generating and how many of those leads are then converting into customers? Uh, you know, the rest of this stuff, uh, how many people went to my website? What, who cares if you're not generating leads? That's where you so, get that whole thing miss what you think it miss. <laughs> exactly right that's where you get the whole idea of the vanity metrics right it, yeah. it's cool it's cool that you have a lot of followers on instagram it's amazing that you're you're growing on on clubhouse it's great that you get a lot of views on tiktok that's oh, that's awesome congratulations how's it affect i didn't think you had it in you right how's it affecting <laughs> your bottom line it's really what it comes down to like, that's it. You, you, look you, we say this all the time on our podcast your your number one purpose in is in life is to be of service to others but your number one purpose in your business is to make a profit and yeah. if you're not closing those sales then you have a hobby and a hobby is completely different than a business it's fun it's cool right people are seeing you get your ego lifted you get those endorphins dropped every time you get a like or you know a little comment here and there yeah. but how much of that is converting into a sale there yeah. any secrets on you know taking those leads and then converting them to a sale like let's say you do have a good hook let's say you do have a good story let's say you do get somebody to sign up for stuff uh dude almost had you that's what we're worried about, right? We're worried about the, oh, it's close. How do we get them to that next part? How does the guide help them close the deal? If, in my opinion, if your messaging is really strong, I you shouldn't have to work too hard to make this happen, right? You, If your messaging is on and you're not closing deals, I think it has to do with your offer. There's something wrong with the offer that you're putting out there. Hmm. But you shouldn't have to overcomplicate this, right? It's either it's your hook, your story, you know, your messaging or your offer. That's where you're going to run into problems. If you're not the price is wrong, bitch. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's what it comes down to. Like, yeah, you're yep. you're right. I mean, it could be it could be the offer, but see, here's the thing about about marketing itself, right? You do split testing, you do A/B testing. Yep. You're 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 trying different things because uh, at every step of the way, you can see where things are messing up, right? If if you're starting off with that hook, if nobody's you know, if you're not getting that initial attraction, no, nothing's coming your way. Well, maybe it's your messaging at the very beginning. Maybe it's your hook. Right. You're not grabbing that attention or maybe you are grabbing that attention but people aren't really listening to the entire video or aren't going through or aren't clicking through to your to your particular offer well maybe then now we're looking at the story that you're offering them maybe your yep. message in that story is not connecting and if your message is connecting well maybe it's the offer in the end so but every way you're measuring as you go yes. uh you know and in I think sometimes when we get into that aspect of that marketing thing, you're math, you're a math guy. I'm a, I am, I have a teaching credential in math as well. Right? right. So for me, when I look at the numbers, that's cool. That tells me a story for other people. They look at the numbers and they freak out like, holy crap, what is that percentage? What is that? What's that yeah. ratio for? I don't even know what the word ratio means, but obviously I, I'm saying it, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's why I tell people to just keep it as simple as possible. Focus on the most important numbers um, because that's really how many leads do you have coming in? Are you converting those? Because that's powerful when you know how many leads you have to get to then convert to a, a customer, that's powerful. Cause they're like, Hey, what, you know, whatever the number is, right. It's like for every lead I get, I, I close for every three leads, I close a customer. Well, that's mm -hmm. awesome. That's super powerful. Cause now you know how many leads you need to generate to get one customer. Most, most businesses don't know those numbers. That's very but it's true. not hard to track. No, I've been saying it, Miguel. I've been saying it. Right, especially in a, in a, in the market or in the world that we live in today, everything's tracked. I mean, and, and this is why in education and or working with people who have been doing this for a while, this is why it's that important because you can do things like pixels, re, uh, you know, retargeting. We can we can set up our campaigns to target just the characteristics, the interests, the employment of specific target audiences that we want to go after. We can exclude exclude negative keywords that we want. Right? There's all these different things that uh, are available today to help track that sort of stuff. You know, the Google Analytics in itself, right? We're tracking what's working and what's not working. Yep. So if if you're if you're afraid of the numbers, you don't like the numbers, I completely understand that. That's why you need to look for somebody like Tim to come around and help you line those things up to get those things squared away. Tim, you, you've brought so much information today. I want to make sure that if people want to work with you, they know how to get a hold of you. So can you do me a favor? Let people know the best way to contact you and uh, say it so that the listening audience who's not watching can uh, can get in contact with you as well. Yep, absolutely. I appreciate it. So the best place to go is our website, which is rialtomarketing.com. So that's R-I-A-L-T-O marketing.com. If you guys want some free resources to kind of dig into the fundamentals that we talked about today, put together a, a resource for your listeners. It's rialtomarketing.com forward slash business dash bros. Okay. And you can go there. If you want to gain clarity on where to focus your marketing efforts, get some outside eyes, just click on the get a free consult button from our website and I'd be happy to sit down and chat with you. Perfect. Well, ladies and gents, you heard it here. Look, that's really what it comes down to. You need to post content every single day. There are professionals just like Tim that can help you develop your messaging and your story. There, you know, We offer a very similar service where we're creating content for you for an entire month. Just go to businessbros.biz slash done for you. You know, Sometimes it's a matter of you need a little bit of both. You need content. You need people helping you create a proper story and messaging, helping, uh, you know, having people help you identify who your target uh, customer is. It's up to you you. You have to take an action at some point in your business career. You have to take an action and not not making a choice right now, putting it off is a step and you're just holding yourself back. So take a step in the direction that you want to go in every single day, get a little bit better, just a little bit by creating some content for yourself, by really niching down and understanding who your customer audience is and contacting people like Tim to help you get that stuff done. Tim, thank you very much for being on the show today. Really thank appreciate you. it. Take and care. Of course. And ladies and gents of you know, it is my favorite day of the week, SHIT. So happy it's Thursday, which means that now that this show's over, we'll see you again on Friday. And I know that's one of your favorite days. So we'll see you again manana. Peace. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. 
If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.